This is T.M. Camp, and you're listening to the podcast edition of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book One, Exiles. Chapter Four, The Quick and the Dead. By the side of the road, the little girl looked up at her brother. What's happening to us? He held out his hands, palms up. The snow was falling again, a white blur of static filling the air around them. He showed her his hands. They were empty. She held her hands up like he had done. The snow fell, passing through her palms like she wasn't even there. Are you cold? he asked her. She wasn't cold. Not at all. But she should have been, just like she should have been able to fill her hand with snow. Her brother reached down and scooped up some snow from the ground, packing it between his hands. He held them out to her and opened them. They were empty. She rose and walked over to the twisted hunk of metal that had been their mother's car. One black tire still had some air in it. She kicked at it and watched as the toe of her snow boot passed through without any contact. Look, her brother pointed to the ground at her feet. The thick snow around them was untouched, smooth and white. She pressed the sole of her boot down experimentally and lifted it, leaving nothing behind, not even a footprint. She looked at her brother and he shrugged. Are we dead? She asked him, are we ghosts? He looked at the car, or what was left of it. You didn't just walk away from a twisted, ruined hunk of metal like that. I don't know, he said, finally. I don't think so. He stood for a moment with his eyes closed, his head cocked to one side. His hands drifted out from his sides, his fingertips tracing little patterns in the air. His sister stared at him. What are you doing? But he shook his head and did not open his eyes. He could feel it there, somewhere far off. He could feel his body. It shone in the darkness, a warm beacon gently pulling at him drawing him back. No, he said at last. We're not dead and we're not ghosts. Not yet. He opened his eyes and looked at her. Can you feel it? Feel what? Your body. Can you feel it out there? Can you feel yourself? She shook her head. Close your eyes, he said. Try. She rolled her eyes before she closed them. This is stupid. Okay, now what? Her voice trailed off. Her brow wrinkled. I could feel it. She opened her eyes. Somewhere else, in a bed, I think. Somewhere. Her brother nodded. Come on. Hand in hand, they started walking up the road. They spoke very little. The boy concentrated on where they were going. He could feel himself, his body warm and bright out there, ringing like a bell. In the summers, 
He and his sister would sit on the front porch with a dollar bill to split between them, waiting for the ice cream truck. Is that it? she'd ask her brother, staring up the empty street. In the still, thick afternoon air, every sound was muffled and absorbed. Wind chimes, he'd say, or, sorry, just birds. And they'd go back to waiting again, straining their ears. Finally, the song would rise and the squat white truck would turn the corner, wandering slowly up their street as it wheezed out a never-ending Pop Goes the Weasel. He was grasping at a thread, like that ice cream truck tune, only more elusive, humming faintly on the outskirts of his mind. However hard it was to follow, it gave him some comfort, that little scrap of song, that faint echo of their lives. It meant they were still alive. A line from something drifted through the boy's head, something from a poem he'd read at school. And I ran the slope of my high hill to follow a thread of song. His own song was easiest, strongest. And he could catch snatches of his sisters as well. But their mother, her song faded and faltered. He put the thought out of his mind. If he started crying, he wasn't sure he'd be able to stop. The sadness would overtake him and drown out the thin thread of song he was trying to follow, and he had his sister to take care of. Walking next to him, she let herself be led. She couldn't hear what he could hear, but she knew better than to pester him. She'd known him long enough, her whole, her whole life, actually, and she knew that sometimes he could pick up on things other people couldn't. He was good at finding lost things. She turned her attention to the washed-out black-and-white world around them. There were still little smears of color here and there, but they flickered and faded like photographs left out in the sun. She could see the blur of cars moving on the road, and sometimes there were smaller blurs they passed, or that passed them. Odd smears of pink and brown trailing along. She took these to be other people. Children coming home from school, people walking their dogs, men and women jogging alongside the road. But nothing touched them. No one noticed them. They walked on through the streets unseen, superimposed over that world, but somehow outside of it all. The girl turned to her brother. Where are we going? I don't know. Shouldn't we? She faltered. Are we going home? He considered a moment, closing his eyes to get his bearings. No, he said. Then where are we going? I don't know. Well, what about Daddy? He opened his eyes. He's waiting for us. She let him take her hand, and together they started walking once more.
You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and performed by T.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at www.tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. Failure to comply is a violation of international copyright law and will slowly chip away at your soul bit by bit over the years until there is nothing left but a pile of pale pink shards that might once have been, long ago, something beautiful. And then, what will you do with yourself? Unless otherwise noted, all contents of this production are copyright 2007. T.M. Camp. All rights reserved. So there. <laughs>